Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 518 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler. Enjoy me. We have everybody's favorite Swifty, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I'll tell you what. It's been a fantastic week for game announcements. I know, for example, for this week, it's like, I'm excited. Work week's done and over with. Have a chance to reflect upon the game announcements from this past week, the gameplay stuff. Not just Silent Hill related, but like Resident Evil related and stuff. And on top of that, I did a little bit of like upgrading for the PS5 stuff. Because uh, I think it was like a last episode that one before. I finally got replacement console covers and stuff for my PS5 this mm. week. Not only did I get my decal for the front portion of my system, but uh, also found on clearance an NVMe card. Uh, like a one terabyte one the wd black ones and stuff like that it's like the one that sony touts to being the ones they use okay. in their stuff it may not be the top of the line nvme though but it was 145 so i'm like that's cheap in comparison to some of the other ones on the market so i'm happy i have internal storage as well as external stuff for ps4 content everything's all nice and good for that stuff so i'm happy with that I'm happy I'm like a week out until I go on another vacation, my last vacation of the year. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. Uh, well, how did you use it or lose it? So it's mm. like, what better time than Extra Life Week? Yep. Two weeks away, baby. Two Absolutely. weeks away. That being said, Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, you know. Uh, been a, it, was, it was a long week, but, you know, we're here in the weekend. Um Having a good time. It's been a nice, relaxing day. You know, weather's weather's been pretty nice. We've like it got cold there for a little bit, and now we're it's warm mm-hmm. again. Or it's yeah, it's pretty. It's been pretty warm out today. Took took Louie out for a nice. Uh, make sure he's not within the earshot. Took him for a nice W A L K, um, and uh, that was nice. You know, I thought we were done with those for the year, or at least good long ones because he gets cold. Um, and uh, yeah, I was gonna take him for a nice long one again. Probably gonna do it again tomorrow. Get. You don't know when, how many more of these we got, um, but yeah, you know it's okay. You know nothing too crazy going on with me otherwise. You know, but just uh, try and enjoy this weather for as long as we can for it. Uh, it gets miserable out, which is going to happen uh, here soon. So, uh, but uh, you were mentioning Gables. Yes. Yeah, week coming. You got a week off coming up here soon. Yeah. Uh, and that's because, like you mentioned, Extra Life, uh, which is coming up, and like we said, just two weeks. Um, People don't know extra life. If you, if you, there's time codes. If you want to skip this, it's, it's in there. Uh, they're down in the show description. But if, if you, uh, if you don't know what this is, it is a really cool charity that we do every year. It's November 5th. Um, this will be my 11th. This will be Gable's 10th year. We, I got yes. these cool t-shirts here for, for, for it. Um, I got that gold medal back there. If you're watching us, um, right Oh yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. It's one of my gold medals. I got two of those in the silver. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you uh, we, we do this every year. We get together, we play games for 24 straight hours. Um, you can pick any hospital you want uh, in, in Canada or um, United States. Gables picks one in Seattle. I picked mm-hmm. one in Iowa City. If you are a football fan at all, and you know of the the Iowa Hawkeyes, every every week um, when they play at home, they uh, wave to the kids at the, at the after the first quarter. Uh, that's the hospital that I'm talking about. Uh, Fun fact: It is uh, the the uh, the street name uh, for that is for um, for the kids way, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, really cool thing we do every year. We play games for twenty four straight hours. Um, you know, you just 
go on extra-life.org, sign up. Uh, it's a really cool charity. It's been going on since 2008 for a girl named Tori, who sadly, uh, she passed away. She's a, a teenage girl that sadly passed away um, mm-hmm. a while back from cancer. Uh, and a really cool thing that Doc Adams started for that. And since then, it's raised well over $100 million. Um, keep, you know, we, I think last year they raised about $12 million. Um, and uh, hopefully we can, do it, we can get another $10, 12000000 million this year. So uh, if you're interested in that, like I said, go to extra-life.org. If you want to donate to us, um, really would appreciate it. Uh, I'll put the links to our uh, Extra Life pages in the show notes. If not, if you're, if you're interested in yourself, even better. Uh, the more people that join and participate and spread the word, the better. That means more people are spreading the word. means more people are participating. It means more money is being raised for these kids. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Um, and uh, next week will be our last podcast before Extra Life. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. How, we gotta, we're going to have to figure out when we're going to record uh, uh, the, the week of Extra Life that weekend. Uh, probably do that Sunday or something. It'll have uh, to be Sunday, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll be pretty wrecked, but uh, we'll do it then. And uh, so next week we'll we're, you know we'll talk about our plans for extra life. Um, we're planning on doing stuff like that. And Gables and I will yeah, come up with some uh, get a more of a concrete plan. We got a lot of ideas mm-hmm. floating around, but we haven't really blocked anything into place. So uh, yeah, so check that out. Um, but while you check after you check it out, come back to us. You know, stop this. Go there. Check them out. So do that first. Sign up for those. Sign up. Help those kids. Help those big beautiful kids. Um, and then come back to us. And like, follow, subscribe, check us out, all the places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all the, whatever pods are cast, we're on them. Um, yeah, but this right here is the Taylor Swift Drunk Dash Friends podcast where every week we get together and talk, rank, and review every single album of Taylor Swift. Gables, let's talk about Midnight's. Uh, first up, Lavender Hayes. What the hell? <laughs> did you not get the, the i sent you a message we're gonna we're, we're not talking about video games this week we're talking about taylor swift's midnight how many times you listen you must have missed memo <laughs> well well i'm talking about midnight uh no i'm kidding uh but it's fantastic alpha gables um it was a oh my God. friday was a good day friday we were feasting on friday um okay not only gables midnight mid, the album midnight drop down 13 tracks at 3 a.m gables guess what she did surprise us Seven more tracks. My okay. heart, my little heart couldn't take it. I almost died. It was great. Um, it was good, made for the, the, one of the few upsides about uh, driving in a truck for 12 hours a day. <laughs> it was just listening to Taylor Swift on repeat uh, for a, a good long while. It's a, it was a great day. It was a good day. Uh, as good as it possibly can be at work. Um, so it was, Yeah, it, yeah. It was, at least you had some fun enjoyment while you're driving. Yes. All those ways. <sighs> yes, but uh, no, I'm kidding. This is a video game podcast where we talk about video games. So let's, um, I guess we could table the Taylor Swift discussion for next week. I can't believe I called you the number one Swifty. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Silent Hill Gables. Um, so they announced Sunday night, just randomly dropped it, which uh, always throws me off when they do that, but then I always forget that Sunday night for us is like Monday late morning for Japan. Um, so now they're doing a Silent Hill transmission on Wednesday, we got like a 40 minute long thing, uh, uh, event that was pre-recorded and all that. Um, so some of the stuff out of, we don't really need to talk about the, the whole thing itself. Um, but if you want, you want to buy some things that aren't NFTs, but look a lot like NFTs, um, Konami's got them for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
Anyways, so start off here. We got a debut trailer for um uh, for the Silent Hill Two remake. So basically, everything that we're gonna talk about is stuff that we've already talked about because this shit leaked a long ass fucking time ago. Now we just have concrete information yep. on it. Um, we've literally been talking about some of these leaks for over a year now. Um, so they announced Silent Hill Two remake. It's coming to PC and it'll be on PS Five. Uh, it'll be a PS5 exclusive for 12 months, and then it will, and then it can hit Xbox a year later. Um, it's being made by Bloober Team. Um, do you want to tackle these one at a time, Gables, or should we just kind of re- read the whole thing, and go back, and circle back? Let's just read. Let's just read the whole thing, and we'll just go with the way back. Okay. Uh, next came the reveal of Silent Hill Townfall, developed by St- Stories Untold and Observation Maker No Code. Uh, and this will be uh, be published by Annapurna Interactive. Uh, so yeah, this one's more of a mystery. We don't really know what this is. Um, we're supposed to, we're, apparently, we might be getting it next year. Um, or we'll hear about more from it next year, rather. Um, they also announced a new Silent Hill uh, movie called Return to the Silent Hill. Chris, uh, Christopher Gaines, I believe is how you say his name, uh, Argonne. Mm. Uh, he directed the 2006 movie. That wasn't that bad, actually. Um, mm. But uh, he uh, he's, he's directing that, and apparently it's coming out next year. But we have... Apparently they're still like they haven't even started filming and they don't have a cast yet, but apparently it's coming out next year. So either this movie is going to be ran on a $20 budget or it's not coming next year. Um, after that, we had uh Silent Hill Ascension. Ascension is described as a live, a real time interactive series in which players watch together as a story plays out. You can change outcomes and be a part of the, be part of scenes. Um, and there's a, a handful of companies, I guess, work on this one. Uh, one of the big one, the, the one of the main ones out of this was, um, was the Dead by Day, Daylight developer uh, Behavior and DJ uh, yep. Two Entertainment, uh, and JJ Abrams Company Bad Robot Games. Um, and this was come out in 2023. And then last but not least, we had a they had a game called Silent Hill F. Uh, it was a teaser trailer. We had no gameplay. What we do know is it is a um, Silent Hill game based in 1960s Japan. Um, Damn. And the the Japanese visual novel. Um, writer Rikishi seven oh seven is writing is helping write this write this one, uh, and I can't remember the name of the developer. I have to write that down. But they are the ones that made uh, Resident Evil Reverse, which comes out next week. That's a multiplayer game, and Resident Evil Retribution, which was the multiplayer game that came bundled in with Resident Evil Three Remake. Okay, so that's their history. That's all I know of them. I don't know if there's anything other. I didn't check and double check that one. Um, so that's kind of the whole thing. There's a lot of other stuff they talked about. There's a lot of there's like dev diaries and merchandise stuff like that. If you're interested, you can check the whole thing out. Um, but really, I mean, this is what we're here for. We got four games and a movie. Um, I don't know, give us kind of what's your opinions on on some of these. All right, you know, coming from the perspective of someone that doesn't really play too much Silent Hill or even like Silent Hill in general. I mean, I've been aware of the series since it initially came out on PlayStation, but I have been most of the outsider looking in, but from what I did see, Silent Hill 2 Remastered does look it's does look like it's going to be a fairly interesting game in that regards. So I was a little bit interested in seeing the correlations and like the whole aspect of uh, Bloober Team having to tackle this this whole remaster without being without sacrificing some bit of the source material in regards to that stuff because. I know the previous games that they've done, like say the medium, for instance, and stuff, people have like liked some of their games and stuff, but it hasn't been like, oh, it hasn't been like above and beyond. I'm just saying. Swimming in sevens. 
it's like swimming in sevens, exactly like what you were saying. For them working on this, this is pretty ambitious for them, going and tackling a remaster of a PS2 classic. So for Silent Hill 2, it looked fine. The gameplay of Fortune, you know, I'm not too familiar with and stuff, but seeing Pyramid Head and all his glory and all that other shit, you know, that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool in that stuff. But if I had to gauge my excitement level and stuff, it wasn't as high as, say, like, the Annapurna Silent Hill project. Because that looks fairly interesting to me. Because it's more of a... It's more of a story... Like a... It's basically more like a... Uh, not like a graphic novel, no. It's more like one of those type of uh, observation type of games. I mean, mm. it's from the same developers that have done, like... Uh, Stories Untold, Observation. Yeah, yeah, Stories Untold and stuff, which is supposedly is pretty damn good from what I've been understanding. But uh, I'm interested in seeing the whole thought and feel inside the Silent Hill universe in regards to this game because it looks fairly intriguing. The whole concept of like uh, what we saw from it was like basically them talking a little bit about this, the story aspect of it, plus like showcasing this little portable TV, which kind of like brought me back to like the early 90s because that was... Something like one of my my dad used to have and stuff like that because he would let me use that like to watch certain cartoons or something when he was like watching movies or some stuff. But uh, <laughs> Silent Hill F was the one that actually made me the most excited out of all that stuff. I mean, give or take the movies. I mean, I'm I'm hit and miss with movies as it is and stuff. And give and take what uh, that other Silent Hill content was in regards to the whole all this audience uh, going um, to essentially. To, yeah, Ascension. Ex- ex- yeah. yeah, Ascension. Yeah, Silent Hill Ascension, you know, that basically kind of looks like, uh, what was, oh yeah, Final Destination. That's the, the thing I could see that kind of tied in closest to what I could compare the Silent Hill Ascension stuff like that. It's like basically your choose-your-own-adventure type of horror story, quintessentially. Only you're having people vote, like, live or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess it's... This does that. The thing I keep hearing people say, it's like Twitch plays Pokemon, but a horror novel. We're like, yeah, like basically, yeah, like everybody goes through this thing. I don't know how long it's going to be. It could be sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a day. I guess the Ascension real fast. They're really popular, like mobile games. And also, I guess TikTok, it's kind of taken off too. So, I mean, uh-huh. there's a there's a pretty, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, we talk all the time. There's like those, there's like mobile games that come out that we've never even heard of. And they're like, they're the biggest fucking game. They're, they're the biggest games out there. And we don't, we've never heard them before. It's this, so right. that's this is just a genre that we don't know that it's got a big audience. So, but uh, yeah, with that stuff, stuff like that stuff put aside and stuff, Silent Hill F I thought was the most interesting thing that came out of that uh, Silent Hill conference because it showcased something that we haven't seen before, which was a brand new Silent Hill game based upon a different area in the world. Basically, this is like 1960s Japan and stuff. You looks like you have the role of like a schoolgirl or something going like navigating throughout this stuff, but it was pseudo creepy on top of like the atmosphere that's sort of like this virus or something take a hold of her or whatsoever. And it was so gruesome in aspects of it too, where literally the last portion of it, you just see her face just slide. You'd see the skin of her face just sliding off and yeah. stuff, but like she was infested with this it's plant. Very creepy. Yeah. It's that type of Japanese horror that, uh, is fairly effective and it can be pretty damn popular. That's mm-hmm. kind of what kind of made me a little bit more excited because that stuff can really fuck with your head. Yeah. <laughs> Long yeah. after and stuff. But uh yeah. 
if I had to give a grade for this little Silent Hill stuff, I would have gave it like a solid B because it's like you had stuff that would appeal to longtime Silent Hill fans. You had some new content for once that uh, maybe you're getting into the series for the first time. I mean, after this, I'm kind of interested in delving a bit into Silent Hill just because I'm kind of curious about it now. But uh, other than that, though, I mean, Silent Hill Ascension, I'm like, eh. The movie stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's okay, but uh, whatever. I'm more interested in the game portions that I feel like are going to be actual games. Yeah. But Tyler, what what was your thoughts going through this? Uh, I thought it was good. I I unfortunately watched the uh, transmission thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was um, it's a lot of talking. But uh, if we just talk yeah, about was. the uh, actual what we got, the, the trailers and stuff like that, we got itself. Um, like like you, I'm not a Silent Hill person. I remember playing it way back in the day. When I was like seven or eight, way too young to be playing that game, playing Silent Hill one, uh, but I was I was just too dumb to like I couldn't know where the hell to go. I just kept walking to the kept just walking in the fog, um, and uh, so this being like that's the, the I just remember walking on a street and stuff and going to a school, and that's I don't remember much else, um, but yeah, I thought Silent Hill two uh, remake uh, from what we saw. I mean, I think that looks really cool with the uh, you know it's Unreal Engine five. Uh, not a lot of gameplay, um, but I mean, seems like it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm all for it. Like we're getting nice, this nice renaissance of uh, these uh, survival horror style games, so I'm all for it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I thought that looked pretty cool. Uh, you know, the Bluebird Thief thing. I understand a lot of people uh, were pretty down on that. Um, I, don't, I mean, I don't. I don't know layers of fear. Um, I remember that coming out. I remember being really excited for it, and the reviews kind of came out because this is like not too long after Outlast came out. And uh, yeah, I was just like, okay. And then the reviews was like, oh, it's like it's like a seven. I got I got a lot of sevens and stuff. I'm like, okay, like I want to check this out. And then um, I played the medium last year. It was on it was like one of those day one Game Pass games, um, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Like it's not like blow away, not game of the year or anything like that. But like it's a solid seven point five eight out of ten. And everybody kept saying is basically Blooper Team made a Silent Hill game. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I've never really played like i said silent hill games by the time i became like older by that point the they kind of ran the franchises to the ground um so i never checked them out so uh yeah i, I don't know like I, I don't know like and i guess so um the some of the leaks out there is that konami is like keeping a tight leash on blue team about what they can and can't change uh which i don't know if right. it's good or bad because I've heard some people will be excited because they go, well, Blue Routine might fuck it up. But I've also, like, my thinking is, like, oh, this is Konami. They can easily fuck it up, too. So, uh, but it sounds like some of the big things to talk about is going to be third person um, behind the back. And uh, they're, like, just updating the gameplay and stuff like that. So, I don't, I don't know. Like, I imagine this is going to be, like, a, the Resident Evil remakes, like, where they're changing the story. Uh, right. But keeping, the, keeping for the most part, it's the same, but making changes to the story. Um, this would probably just be a one for one remake with just updated, you know, updated gameplay, which great. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm going to check that out. Um, though, like, but like the, the Silent Hill down townfall stuff, like, like I didn't, I don't really, I've heard of observation. I didn't really know anything about stories untold. I went and watched some trailers on that. It just, it's a lot of text-based stuff. A lot of, um, I'm just like, eh, no, I'm not, there's more of that. Uh, I'm sure it'll be good because Annapurna is working on this. Um, right and um i always say annapurna don't miss um annapurna cannot put out a bad game they might not they might put a game out that's not for you uh but the the games are always good like they're never like top tier games but they're always sevens eights you know they're never 
They're never bad. Um, Silent Ascension. We talked about it. I don't. That's that is not an us thing. Right. Silent Hill F. I'm excited for the idea of it. Obviously, I'm never one to get too crazy over uh, a CG trailer. Um, but from what we from what we we got here in the description, uh, 1960s uh, game based in Japan, a horror game. That sounds awesome. Uh, cause I, we, we get these survival horror games, but we never get the, like I, the evil within kind of like mess with the, with the Japanese stuff, stuff a little bit. Um, and I thought that was really cool and terrifying, especially two did, did a little bit of that. Um, and like ghost Ride Tokyo, I was really excited for that idea of being in Japan. Uh, and there's, I love the, the world they built in. I love some of the, some of the Japanese styles they were using, but it was not a horror game. It was just a, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even call it like a, a combat game. I don't know what it was, uh, but it was something. Uh, but um, if we can get just like a, a terrifying, a really well-made uh, survival horror game uh, in, based in Japan, that would be fucking awesome because that that yeah. shit would be terrifying. That'd be fucking great. Um, I am worried about like the whole idea. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what other games. I can't remember. Like I said, I wish I would have got that developer team. I should have looked it up beforehand. Um, I, I want to see what else they they made. Um, because I mean, I don't, I don't think Resident Evil reverse or retribution would have done well, regardless of who made it. I don't think anybody could have made that game good. Um, but it's on the best pedigree, I guess, um, at least, at least lately. So, but I don't know, maybe like, like, you know, if they, if they can get the chance to kind of, maybe this is one of those cases where they kind of prove us all wrong and that'd be great. Cause you know, fucking Naughty Dog. You know they, you know they made Crash Bandicoot, and then who would have thought they would have made Uncharted and Last of Us? So um, mm. everybody makes their break. Everybody makes their breakout game eventually. So maybe this that could be that. This could be that for them. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I like I said for for someone that's not a Resident Evil fan, it seems like the Resident Evil fans are Resident Evil. Jesus, we're about to go to Resident Evil. Sorry, the Silent Hill fans are are uh, are happy for the most part with this. Yeah, um, obviously concerned because you can't ever trust Konami, uh, but. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, if they, they seem like they're pretty happy with this, and from what we've seen, looks like if Silent Hill Two Remake is at least good, I think that's good. And then um, Silent Hill F is at least pretty good, or you know, at least average. That's way better than what Konami was doing oh, with Silent yeah. Hill for a decade before the decade of nothing from them. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I if we could just get to a level of average, I mean, I think I think Silent Hill fans would just be happy with that. Um, this is not a Sonic thing where the Sonic, they just keep putting out bad Sonic games and you guys keep accepting them. This is, they haven't done anything for a decade. And before that, for a decade, they put out trash Silent Hill games. Um, mm-hmm. So if they can just put out average games. Um, I think they'll be happy. I think that'd be great. Uh, I, you know, I hope for Silent Hill fans or Silent Hill fans, I hope they're good and I hope they're happy. So, um, but Gables, let's move on. I already kind of, I, I kept saying it. Resident Evil. We got a Resident Evil showcase. Yep. They announced it on Monday, the day after. Um, I heard some people were saying, oh, well, this is like a fuck you to sound. No. To be fair, they did announce in September they were doing a Resident Evil showcase at the end of October. So this was... Yeah, that's true. They, they didn't have a date yet, but they were already they already said they were doing one this month. Could they have changed it to be the day after? Maybe. I don't know. But we they already had one planned. And it's not like they can, like... Not like in a day they whipped up this whole fucking thing either. So, um... Getting into it though, we have the more details and some stuff. More, a lot of stuff we already knew. Uh, the winter expansion, the winter's expansion, is coming out next Friday, October twenty eighth. Um, that is like if 
you already own Resident Evil Village. Uh, I think it's twenty dollars upgrade, and you get um, uh, the 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 DLC, and you get like some mm-hmm. some of the new characters for what's that fucking the like a time attack mode shit called? I can't remember what it's called. Oh jeez, I have since forgot about that. Yeah. This is I can't remember. Anyways, though, stuff. you get they they're adding more shit to that. And you can play as like Lady D and stuff like that. Uh, but I guess they made Lady D shorter in the game, which what the fuck? Um, <laughs> like the, you literally destroyed the whole point of me even want to play a thing. Mercenary mode. She's the size of odd job. I mean, yeah. What the hell is that? I was going to kick people in the <laughs> shin and get an easy shot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's called mercenary mode. Um, so there's new content for that. And then there's also the, uh, the DLC we play as Rose. I'm, st- I hope that DLC is good. Cause this is going to wrap up the winter saga, I guess. Um, and I loved village, um, and I would like for this to be good, especially if it's going to wrap up the whole saga with the winners. Um, they announced a new third person mode that, well, they already, they already announced it, but they announced, they confirmed that no matter what you, camera, no matter what angle you, you move the camera around, uh, Ethan will always move his face. You can never see his face, uh, which is really funny. <laughs> um, they, they showed off some, once again, they showed off a Resident Evil, uh, reverse, um, so you could buy this separately, but if you already own Village, or you buy the Village, the Gold Edition, or whatever, as long as you own Village, you get the game with it already for free. Um, but if you own Village, you get to play the game four days early on the twenty fourth, which I don't know why you want to do that. Um, but apparently, there is a battle pass for this as well, um, and they're gonna. They said there will be there will be continuing support it uh, well after. Um, they also announced that for the Switch, they already announced that we were getting. Um, these games via the cloud, but we got dates now. So Resident Evil 2, the cloud version, is coming November 11th. Um, Resident Evil 3 is coming November 8th, November 18th. Uh, and then finally, Resident Evil 7, December 16th. So if you want to pay full price for a cloud game on the Switch, um, there you go. Uh, but anyways, the real meme tales, the, the real reason we're talking about this thing. We got some real we got some real game some more gameplay of Resident Evil 4 we got a story trailer for Resident Evil 4 um we both watched it um mm-hmm. I, we just watched the gameplay the, the uh, gameplay trailer again um mm-hmm. Gables what was your thoughts on on this thing all right so getting straight to the point and stuff the best the best and exciting stuff was that Resident Evil 4 gameplay I mean Resident Evil 8 uh, Resident Evil Village and stuff that's a good game that DLC I have high hopes for. That ties up every loose end and stuff of that that series, that freaking title in and of itself. But the meat and the potatoes here is that Resident Evil 4 gameplay and story trailer. And oh, Jesus Christ, that did look fantastic. Mm. Mm. From the moment from the moment that Leon went into there, like that opening gameplay cinematic stuff, you go in to this cave and stuff, and you find one of the security guards and stuff. Oh, not security guards. Find one of the guards or something like that that was accompanying you throughout the trip. Is like, he's dead. And then, like, his partner and stuff, yeah, is visibly in distress and stuff. Obviously, he was killed, because that's how they were in the original games. Like, both of his uh, chauffeurs, as they were and stuff, were burning at a pole. Oh, that's right. Like, yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that scene. That's the most familiar scene. That's the opening part yeah. of the game from the original Resident Evil 4, and that was the section that they showcased inside this gameplay trailer. I'm so happy they did that, because had they gone to a specific element inside of that game, I would not have recognized a lot of that stuff. But because I have played through that opening section a couple different times and have done 
like uh, stuff past, like say, like uh, oh god, that big old fucking monster in the lake and stuff yeah. like that. Logo, Logo, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Logo, the yeah, that's right. God, I forgot about that fight. Fucking love that fight. <laughs> it was so fucking hot. <laughs> that was so crazy. But um, getting back to things of hand and stuff, we went through this main village and stuff. Leon's going through that and like. I got flashbacks of playing Resident Evil 4 for the first time in the GameCube to where it's like I'm in the village, I'm getting be chased after these crazed like lunatics and stuff. Not not too sure what the hell is going on and stuff. Being chased with a dude with a burlap sack over his head with a fucking chainsaw and stuff. Learning about new elements inside this gameplay. The moment that Leon went past the cow in the barn, oh. shot the light. I'll lit the cow on fire yeah. and fucking catapulted to the fucking villagers yeah. trampling them. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's good resource management, but come on, man. <laughs> no, no, man. It's like, it's like, how the hell are they going to top that? And after, after, the final scene of the gameplay is when he fucking parries the chainsaw guy with his knife. His fucking knife parries the goddamn mm. chainsaw. And I'm like, what? They added some Street Fighter bullshit to this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's when the gears in my head started to click. It's like, this is in good hands. Mm. This is a good sign. We're going to be getting this game relatively soon next year. Late March, 2023. 24. Yep. March 24th. Well, no, March 24th, 2023. You're correct. I am now excited about this game come next year. This looks fantastic. I am fascinated to see what else that uh, may have been changed in regards to RE4. It looks like some story elements have been changed, as noticed by the end of that story trailer. Mm. Like, there was not any time that I can remember of Ashley actually holding a gun or something like that yeah. inside of the original release. She was more of a freaking scaredy cat and like kind of a useless in sort of the escort uh, she, missions. She was off. That. Yeah, that, that was that. Yeah, she yeah. was off. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, as great as Resident Evil 4 was, those escort missions were a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even I remember that stuff, dude. And I never even finished the original release. What? But it's, <laughs> but that's just the thing though we have a fantastic game that's in development right now this is making me more excited to actually want to play the game now than it ever has been but tyler you're the man that knows a lot more about resident evil 4 than a lot of other people i know what were your thoughts of on this i'm still recovering from the you just telling me that you never beat resident i've been <laughs> recording with you for nearly a decade now and i i, never, I don't think i ever knew this um yeah i mean resident 4 is one of my favorite games of all time um i've talked about it, it was the first game i ever bought with my own money on day one uh, i remember it coming out i think it was like early mid-january and i saved my christmas money up and i had just enough to buy it and i remember my my dad calling gamestop seeing if they had it because back then the game would come out oh it's coming out i don't know, say january 10th um, doesn't mean the store is getting a January 10th. <laughs> it just means no. it, it might just mean, no, maybe it's shipping January. Like we didn't, we didn't have like where it's coming out, you know, September 1st. It's, it's there. You can, you can go pick it up at 9 PM the night before or something like that. No, oh, like boy. back. Yeah. yeah the, those, the, the, uh, man, man, those days are long dead. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Uh, I remember thank like, <laughs> you would, yeah. Um, and, uh, we, my, my, uh, 
uh, my dad was home from work and he uh, called GameStop and he's like, uh, do you guys have Residential Evil 4? <laughs> Residential Evil. Yeah, War. no idea. My dad just my, my dad like plays games, but he's not like a, he was never like a gamer or anything. And I remember that story. My dad went up when I was at school, um, and he bought it. And he went up and got it for me. Uh, I gave him my money. He went up and got it for me. And I remember coming home, and it was cool. Like it came with like a. It was really cool. It was my, where I was helping my parents clean uh, clean out their ba- the their basement last last summer, and um. I had a bunch of like my old DVDs and stuff like that, like all the South Park seasons, a bunch of like wrestling DVDs and a bunch of old games. I still have my book, my my, my metal case for Resident Evil Four, and wow. inside of it, it has like it came with like a little Ada Wong, like a one inch figure, Ada Wong figure. Um, and uh, my dad was really nice. Um, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, so like if I if I got something out like a game or anything outside of Christmas or birthday, very rare. Really cool thing. My dad bought me the guide for it. That's really cool. Okay. Yeah. So that was really, I like that. I, he bought it because I think he got like 20% off, whatever. I always remember that moment. One of the like, really cool moments to me. Um, and, um, but anyways, I uh, proceeded to beat that game more than any other game in my entire lifetime. Um, I, I remember I, I've talked about it several times on this podcast. If you've listened for a long time, you know the story. But if new people, um, I remember being in the game, going through it, trying to beat it in under three hours, trying to beat it with killing at least a thousand zombies. Uh, trying to beat it. I remember beating it. I maxed out every single weapon in the game and then finally went through, beat it enough times where you got a million, million, whatever the in-game currency was called. I believe it was a million to get the infinite rocket launcher. And I beat it one more time only using the infinite rocket, the infinite rocket launcher. Uh, <laughs> just do a new game plus over and over and over again. Do that. I love that. I love that game so much growing up. And it was always my go-to to play through. Um, and uh, anyways, but um. Yeah, I I'm so excited. Like just seeing like, it's been a long time. I remember playing it like replaying it when they did the Resident Evil Four HD on 360 back in the day, um, and it's, it just didn't age very well. Um, so I've been tempted to like replay it again. Like it's they put it on, like they ported it to like PS4 and stuff since. I've been tempted to just go back and play it. But anyways, um, what we see in the story, like we definitely see some changes where you're no longer doing like the Metal Gear Solid like you're talking to somebody and like, you're just a screen with their face and your face and you're talking. Uh, now they're actually like, they show like Leon talking and like it cuts to the person actually where they're at. Um, you said like you mentioned the security guards it's a little different now. Uh, I've heard some of the preview events. There's like flashbacks to stuff that happens in Resident Evil two and three. Um, we've heard, oh, we've heard some rumors okay. about like the, there's that dog you can save at the beginning of the game. Um, yep. Now there's some back and forth, whether that's the same dog or a different dog. Uh, cause that, that dog, if you save it comes back in a big way to help you later in the game. Yes, um, it does. So I hope that's still there. Cause that was a really cool moment when, when not only, I mean, you always have, you always save the fucking dog. You're a monster if you don't. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like I, when I, we were watching that, I was watching that trailer with Gables and he, he runs into the village and I'm like, he fucked up. He didn't go for the shotgun. And I was like, immediately popped right back in my head. I'm like, I know right where that fucking shotgun is. Like, I remember this, <laughs> I've done this village moment probably 20 fucking times uh, probably, I probably beat that game 20, 15, 20 times on GameCube back in the day. And, um, I, I probably played through it though 30 times. Uh, and just, it's so cool. Like seeing the fact that I have the chainsaw, he can like cut through the fucking doors. He can like, he was like cutting down the fucking patio going through. Um, where's my boy Salazar though. I want to know where the fuck that is. Like, that's the thing I'm most curious about. That's going to be the one of the more difficult things is like the, how well is it is like, cause Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil General is kind of campy. Resident Evil 4, though, 
very campy. So I'm curious <laughs> what, what's going to happen with my boy Salazar. Is he going to get real big again? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, so but we got to see the, the, the one boss where like, he fights. He turns like this weird spider thing. Um, yeah, I, I, it blew me away. I was like, you able to watch me watch that. I was like, I, I yeah. popped several times during that thing. The, the whole thing with like the shooting the land down, the, the light, the count fire. That's fucked up, man. What the fuck? Uh, will I do it? Most likely, but I'm not happy. about it. Um, but man, that, that just brought back so many memories to me for somebody. Just like, I know a lot of people are concerned about this thing. Um, you know how well they can do it. Cause this is probably the most important remake to do. It was like doing it well, doing it right. Um, but I have the utmost faith that they can do it. Um, and I'm not like beholden to this thing where it's like, if they change one thing, I'm going to be mad. Like I'm, I love what they've done with two and three remakes. Um, and you really I don't have any reason to doubt them. Don't you? What? <laughs> I said, you don't really have any reason to doubt that they're no. going to do a good job. No. I mean, yeah. there was a rumor, there was a leaks that came out, uh, about a year and a half ago where they had to change developers back to the Resident Evil two, Resident Evil two remake developers to the, for this. Cause there was some, Right. Yeah, the other person was falling behind. I can't remember the studio I was working on it. Uh, now they're a support studio on this. So uh, that that had me a little concerned because like you can't you can't fuck it up. Uh, but you I, can't. I, yeah, no. but like I said, I'm not beholden to like you got to follow the plot line straight through. Like just make it like the the, the reach for the moon uh, fucking engine is beautiful. Uh, I I just I, they just need to use that for every like that should just be standard. For every Capcom game, for every video game, the Reach for the Moon engine should just be the fucking engine. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was blown away by it. It's way better. Um, it's exactly what I wanted, but it's way better than anything I could have hoped for, at least from what we've seen so far. Um, and yeah, it, this this shot up for me. We're like, I'm excited uh, to play through this, to like seeing this, seeing that gameplay, just from that little bit we saw, to like. After God of War, I don't think there's a game I'm more excited for. I see your point, man. I mean, after you finish Ragnarok, this is going to be in your front center of your mind coming into yeah. 2023, like, dude. I mean, we still got, like, <laughs> fucking Close to Protocol, Dead Space coming out before that. We got so many other games coming out. And dude. It's just like, fuck, dude. All, man, like, Resident Evil 4. My, like, I went from, like, I was excited, but I wasn't, like, it's not like that. Like, you're excited for that game coming out, but, like, you're not, like, mm-hmm fucking hyped jazz for it to come out like you can't fucking wait you're counting the days you know like i've been doing for god of war for four years um this is like it went from like okay that's coming in march all right i'm gonna buy that one for sure i'm excited for it. it's like i can't fucking wait for march to get here it's like that mm-hmm. boom right there change in my head watching that trailer so um yeah oh boy i don't know if you have anything else you want to say on the games before we move on no, that's perfectly done right there. Okay. Uh, well, moving on, Gables. So we talked about a lot of this last week, and it kind of all kind of came out uh, last Saturday. Um, we talked about the Bayonetta three with uh, Helena Taylor, um, and it's kind of a little, it's kind of a little weirder since then. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. So on Tuesday, I believe we got we got an update here from Bloomberg and uh, VGC Video Game Chronicles. Uh, kind of both came out some reports here. So um, I'm using the VGC one because their website, well, their website's free. Uh, Bloomberg is a paid one, um, but uh, Jason Schreier is originally one that broke this, but VGC corroborated this and added some of their own stuff. Um, so I'm taking a lot of the, the stuff here from VGC. Uh, I believe this was Andy Robertson. I want to give him credit for that. Um, according to people with knowledge of the situation, so initially Helen Taylor said that she was only offered, she was, she's was she been the voice actor for Bayonetta since the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. She said that she was only offered $4,000 to come back, um, which I think we'd all agree. 
embarrassing low offer. Um, right, right, right. So if true, but we got some we got some updates here. Like I said, from Bloomberg and VGC, uh, according to the people with knowledge of the situation as well as documentation reviewed by Bloomberg and VGC, Platinum intended to rehire Taylor last summer. Uh, it's claimed that Platinum sought to hire Taylor for at least five sessions. Uh, VGC sources suggested it could be as few as uh, as four, with each uh, paying three to four thousand dollars for four hours in the studio each. Um, this would have brought the total, uh, Taylor's total fee to uh, a minimum of fifteen thousand um, dollars. One person with knowledge of the deal claimed to VGC that this represented a significant increase on uh, Taylor's fee for the second game. Um, the uh, from the second game, rather. Uh, the, the voice actor responded by um, asking, this is alleged, the voice actor responded by asking for a six-figure sum as well as residuals, so she wanted like a percentage of every copy sold. Um, mm-hmm. Taylor did de- decline, de- did uh, deny that though. Uh, in a private message uh, exchanged with VGC, uh, VGC, Taylor called um, called the suggestion that she was offered more than $4,000, categorically untrue. She also labeled claims by, by sources that she could have earned $15,000 an absolute lie and a complete joke. Um, she also said that I'd quite like to put this in the review mirror and leave the whole bloody franchise behind. So I think I'll just let my video stand. I spoke the truth. Um, in Taylor's video message, she, what she said, um, which she said were an act of her breaking non-disclosure agreements. The actress claimed that her concern about uh, being out of work caused her to suffer anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts. Um, and people, I guess at platinum, um, have have mentioned that Taylor has uh, had issues with uh, depression and mental illness in the past. So it's a very weird situation, and obviously you want to be delicate about this because um, this is true. Uh, apparently, you know, Platinum and her are saying this that she has issues with uh, depression and mental illness. And I'm not gonna sit there and say, you know, she did this because of that. I'm not gonna never gonna talk about someone's mental illness. That's something you gotta take very seriously. Um, but we talked about last week and. One of the things I said at the time was it's kind of hard. It's, it's easy to, it's easier to believe because she is, she's risking, she is breaking NDAs. She's burning bridges. Um, and there's not really a lot to gain out of doing this. Uh, there really is nothing to gain out of doing this other than just raising awareness. No. Um, and I, I think our one, our one issue with this whole thing, I think the issue for a lot of people was just at the end when she called out Jennifer Hale. Which was, I mean, just not fair to her. You know, she's just accepting a role. Whether she had any idea what happened with uh, uh, Helena before all of this, uh, we, don't, we'll nev- we don't know. We'll never know. Um, but even I did, I did like uh, Jennifer Hale's response to all this and stuff. She put it the most professional way possible in that regards. Not just like the whole thing, just stating that, hey, you know what, you know, I support voice actors and this and that you know i'm just trying to paraphrase some stuff and plus like uh, i'm under ndas and all this other stuff it was very well thought out very professional and i expect that for jennifer hale because she is a fantastic voice actress Mm -hmm. and knows exactly what's going on in regards to the whole field and stuff you know i yeah yeah and she can't really say probably can't really say anything she wanted to so yeah um it's just kind of a whole weird situation where it's one of those things where it even if she was offered fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, we'll say somewhere between there, minimum of fifteen thousand up to twenty, still doesn't seem like a lot for for this role. Um, I know this isn't the biggest role in the world. This isn't Call of Duty, um, but 
this is going to be, you know, Bayonetta is a pretty decent sized franchise. Not a big one, but this is a franchise that's probably going to sell one to two million copies. At least, worst case, a million, probably a few. Um, you especially with that Switch boost. I mean, we see that time and time again where Pikmin 3 Deluxe, Metro, the Metroid from last year, uh, the new Kirby this year, comes out and within, a, within a couple months, immediately breaks the record. Of the the, the the immediately becomes the best selling game in its in its franchise history, um, right? I, I feel like that's probably gonna be the case here for Bayonetta three. I feel like that's easily gonna be the case for Bayonetta three. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess, this is one of those things where a lot of things. Nobody, I don't feel like anybody is wholly in the wrong here. If Helena lied, that's awful. That suck. I feel bad for the the people working. At Platinum, I'm just working on this game. Uh, I feel bad for Jennifer Hale for being put in the crossfire. Especially, I mean, people and people just like attacking Jennifer on Twitter after all this happened. Um, that's awful. People, I mean, but that's the internet. People are shitty, and it's sad, but that's just the case that we live in. Um, people now attacking Helena, uh, Helena, for for potentially lying about this. Also, really shitty, really awful. Um, but I don't know. I, I just don't because like we don't know what these guys make. Um, you know, like the whole she wanted a hundred, she wanted at least six figures in residuals. Um, I mean, residual. I mean, I don't know. I mean, six figures a lot for. I don't. Doesn't seem for what she's. I know. Like, like well, she's only working. You know, five sessions for four hours. That's twenty hours of work. Uh, Fifteen. I'm like, okay. Well, she's making a fucking video game. She's a voice actor for a for a video game. Um, this is also her. She's already worked on four previous games for this. Uh, she did the two Smash Brothers, um, and then now this will be a little bit of third Bayonetta. Usually, once you're doing something for like the third mainline some, of anything, the price goes way up. You hear about that and everything. Uh, you hear about mm-hmm. Netflix. They always sign their, their actors to two-year deals, two, 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 two season deals. That's where most of your shows only, only last two seasons. Because after the second season, everybody demands way more fucking money. Uh, we hear about Stranger Things. It's costing them $30 million an episode because they're paying so much money for these actors. Um Obviously, that Stranger Things is much bigger. The Stranger Things is much bigger than this. But you hear about that, and I think I don't know. Like she has a lot more of an argument to like, hey, I am here working on my third mainline version of this, my fifth time overall working on this residuals, and that's a common thing in anything nowadays. You you see that with like um, actors when they're doing something on streaming or or stuff with like movies and theaters, like the lead actors at a movie going to theaters, they take less money up front. And then they get a cut. They right. get, they get residuals in the back end. Obviously, the, the the movie like the movie companies don't want them. The studios don't want them to do that because they want to just give them the flat fee. Um, but and I'm I don't mean, I, I imagine it sounds like some of the bigger the top end um, right voice actors stuff like that get that. But I don't know. Like I just I don't like the argument people are saying. Well, she's only working twenty hours. I'm like okay, well I mean I understand. Like there's a big but it's a big difference what we do for like what we get, what we do for a living. I know what she's doing for a living. Um, no one's paying money to come to, to see me. No one's ordering things to be delivered to their house on my route to see me. <laughs> so, you know, like that's why I don't make way more money than I'm making. It's Cause no one really like, they don't really care who delivers it. They just want their fucking shit. Um, so I don't know. I, it's just, it's, it just sucks. This whole situation just sucks. We're just like, problem is we're learning a lot on the back end of stuff 
but we're we don't know we're well i feel like we got a small tiny little sample size of the whole story what about you gables Though we may not know the entirety of the whole story, there are a couple things that remain clear. One, in regards to the voice acting feel, we covered some bit of it last week to where, yeah, there are some voice actors that don't really get their fair share in regards to this, to their payments or what they feel like they should be earning in that retrospect. At the time, we only knew that the voice actress said that she was only making 4000 in all in force of that role. Of course, Platinum has later reiterated that it was multiple different sessions at about four to five grand a session. Three to four grand per session. Okay, three to four grand. Thank you. Three to four grand based upon like what? Like four hours, like five, four hour sessions? Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. So I know for that, you know, that's definitely a lot more than what she initially was perpetually saying. If she would have went out and just said, hey, this is what I'm going through, you know, in darts of, okay, I'm making okay so much in regards to that you know to, to its full extent and stuff i think people would have been much kind of maybe much more understanding of it because in some way she kind of lied in that retrospect because it's like hey i'm only making four thousand at all people interpreted it as like she was making just four thousand dollars in well, all for the entirety of that stuff. it's something as i mean like i said this is all legend we don't know but something that someone i, I someone was saying was maybe she, it could have been one of those things where like they offered her this and she came back with, say, she did come back with that. I want, I mean, obviously negotiations, you know, the the person making the offer, the initial offer for the service, mm-hmm. lowballs you, and then you go in over the top, and you kind of meet in the middle somewhere. That's just negotiations and anything. We we know about, we're, we're, we're sports fans. We get that. We, we know about this stuff. Right. Um, so someone was saying was like, maybe they offered her this much, say the 15000 and she came back with the residuals and the six figures, and maybe she was thinking they weren't gonna give me that. Maybe they'll give me fifty or something like that. Who knows? Whatever. It's all hypothetical. And then they're like, "Well, fuck you. Here's four grand." Then that could be, the, and that happens sometimes That's the too. Thing, though. We, we, don't we don't know, know yeah. because we never are going to know the full initial details upon that stuff. But what I'm, but, I'm, but what I am more inclined to believe is in regards to, hey, Jason Schreier's coverage in regards to things that are coming out from Platinum and stuff, because he has more insider knowledge inside the gaming field. Yeah. I mean, we both know that in that regard. He's batting a 1,000. He is definitely buying, He's definitely batting a high bat count in regards to getting like key information stuff from game to publishers and developers alike. So I'm more inclined to agree with his insights in regards to the whole thing about Platinum and stuff, because... Regardless of the issues at hand currently, it's a, it's a terrible look upon Helena in and of itself because it makes her look like she is being petty upon like having this role to where it's like everything that seems to be coming out from like just Jennifer Hale's side and some bits of platinum has been kind of like, you know, it's been subtle. It's been kind of like professional as far as I've seen certainly so far. But the thing that uh, you could say it's like, well, hey, she wants to... S- wants people not to buy the game, boycott the game because of the fact that she only made this amount of money in regards to this role. I mean, she's welcome to go forth and say that, but at the same time, that kind of, in my honest opinion, looks petty. It looks crass. It looks like something that's initially just being very spiteful and very negative because this company treated her not in the way that she felt that she wanted to be treated at that point. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, though, it's like, it's hard to blame her, you know? Like, I've been, I've been fired 
from a job before and like from a, a store I worked at when I was like a teenager and I have not gone back since. <laughs> so it's like, right. Is that right. pettiness? Sure. Cause it was bullshit. Why I got fired. Um, but yeah, sure. I mean like I, I, I can understand it. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Tyler, at the same point, it's not enough to go forth and like critically attack people on Twitter over. Mm. I mean, it's fucking video especially games. not her, especially not Jennifer Hale in this regards. These are this is between the person of Helena and stuff and Platinum Games in and of itself to where if she really had big old disputes or she felt like she didn't earn to a certain extent that she wanted and stuff. I mean, she's welcome to go forth and turn down the offer and leave. That's exactly what she did. But at the same time, going on the Twitter and just going and just talking about, like, just basically just setting things off in motion to what we know right now currently and stuff. You know what? She's welcome to do so. But at the same time, one, it puts in the limelight that there are going to be very few game publishers or developers that are want even to ask her in regards to wanting to voice act a game in this sort of role because she now has that negative connotation of, oh, hey... She, in their eyes, you know, she may look petty or she may look this and that because of the fact that yeah. she initially went through this offer and stuff, arguing about certain price points. Like I said before, she's welcome to do so to negotiate. Yeah. People negotiate over their contract stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. But she pretty much burned any type of crossroad inside of this game industry. I will be highly surprised if she accepts or if someone were to accept her inside of another voice acting role in the games industry in general. It shouldn't be that way, and I do agree that voice actors in general do deserve to have their just payments and royalties given to them in parts of their roles, especially if they're reused upon multiple years, multiple generations yeah. in regards to the gaming stuff. But until we reach to that certain point, we're gonna be we're gonna have element like actions like what happened with like with Helena and stuff and with Platinum Games. It sucks, but at the same point, it's not enough it's not really like uh, enough to go and attack each other over, especially attacking her because that that's the, that's not going to solve anything. All it's going to create is more bit like bitterness and hatred towards each other yeah. more so than what we could go forth and, you know, withstand currently though. But what is to say right now is like, there has been a cause and effect sort of elements to it to where, Believe it or not, though, Bayonetta 3's pre-order sales and everything else has skyrocketed as a result of this whole controversy back and forth and stuff to where at one point it was actually within the top 10 selling things for Amazon's, like, game stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Well, those Bayonetta usually go up, to be fair, that yeah. this could be not correlated. That Typically, right before a game comes out, that's when people pre-order the most. So right. it could have just but been it just happenstance that was to be fair well, and you're correct that is definitely the possibility too but more people now have heard of about bayonetta 3 more more right now in the past couple weeks than they've had been over the past few years yeah. especially since that game was announced at that nintendo direct you know that gameplay elements was shown yeah so more eyes upon it and basically this is going to be more publicity to see that game even sell even better than possibly what it is before yeah as shitty as that may sound this is a reality to where it's like, hell, she's was Bayonetta. She got replaced by Jennifer Hale, and now it's like we're just 
at the outsiders looking in to see if this thing will ever be resolved or if it's something that is just never going to be resolved at all. Yeah. You know? I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's going to be much more. I think this, this is kind of the end of it here. Um, yeah. Honestly, from, from, all this, all, from all sides, Hale, Taylor, Platinum Games, Nintendo, whatever. Um, yeah, I, like I said, the whole situation is just kind of, it just sucks because it's like a lot of, like we're just seeing a lot of people throw shit at each other um yeah not really throw shit at each other but we're just seeing a lot of um you know reports going back and forth um and but we're the from where we're at we're never really gonna know what really happened we're never gonna know the truth right. fully um like i said i i like Dre Schreier, it's i can't disagree i i he's never been wrong as far as i can as far as i know he's never been wrong um but so I wouldn't go so far to that extent, though. I will say because he has more insider knowledge and stuff, I will tend to believe him in this case and scenario because Platinum Games, they weren't going to go out and say, oh, oh, no, she only made this, this, this and that, or this is what yeah. they offer. They can't technically do that, especially yeah. if it's like anything contractually obligated, like yeah. information. And I wouldn't expect them to do that either. Like Platinum Games is like, and yeah, like the, the whole, this whole situation is just kind of sad now. And it just kind of sucks yeah. for everybody involved. Um I don't blame like Helena said. She like I wouldn't. I wasn't going to say anything until they said the thing about um, they lied when they said that. Like oh well, she was busy. She couldn't do it. She's like no, I had the time. You just because of, like so like yeah. I don't know. Like it just sucks. And I don't. I, I, I don't I'm like I'm not going to sit there. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not going to sit there and like. Uh, there really isn't anything to be mad yeah, about. Yeah, but you know, just you know, the internet is. You know, it's just like it sucks. Where it's like. I see, yeah. like people like people are, are went from being pissed off at Platinum and Jen- Jennifer Hale to now they're pissed off at Helena. Helena, sorry, I can't. I, Helena, um, and it's just like I'm just because you get one side you went 100, 180 to this to one eighty to that. It's, I don't know, like everybody's just uh, it's the internet, I guess. Everybody just stop fucking thing. Also, it's fucking video games. Like, there's much worse things to be mad about in the world. Does it suck? Yeah. Do, do I think, especially if you're like you're the title character of a franchise, not just the first game, but this is like your fifth time voicing this character, the third time in a mainline game, you're the title character, something, mm-hmm. and it's it's a million seller. Residuals sounds fair, especially when I talked about last week. Bayonetta one has been ported. I don't know, fucking almost as many times as Goddamn Skyrim at this point. Let's see, uh, three, almost four, maybe well, three or four from, times at most. from PS3 to 360. To yep. Wii, to PC, uh-huh. to Switch, or to, rather to Wii U, to then it got U, then, then it got remastered for for yep. the new gen. It got a remaster for PC. Got uh, it got a remaster for the Switch, uh, and then yep. they just put it out again just recently physically uh, on the Switch. So it's been remastered, and she never got a dime for any of that. So it's like it's kind of hard to blame if you're a yeah. voice actor and if you can get paid, get fucking paid. Um, so no, but we need to move on. Uh, okay. Let's talk about some other news. Not a lot of other news this week, Gables. Um, we can go through this real fast. I thought, but it's just really funny. At the exact same time, eight a.m. Central Time, I believe on Wednesday, we got two blog posts: one from Microsoft, one from from one from PlayStation about their <laughs> about their pro controllers. Uh, <laughs> so. The, oh, the, we'll, irony. we'll start off with one here. It's almost like they, one of them knew. Uh, so starting off here, um, they already announced this. I, I guess I missed this, but they, they announced, uh, they announced this last month, but they confirmed, they officially announced it. it's out now. 
Um, the Xbox Elite Controller 2 uh, is now on Design Lab. So really cool. You know, Design Lab, you can design your controller however you want with with colors and you can engrave like your gamer tag or whatever into it if you want. Uh, it's now, you can now do that uh, as of, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember what day now. Um, it starts at 150. Uh, there are other options though you can buy and like personalize it. You can like get accessory packs, stuff like that. Um, but you can get like all the components with everything um, for $210. The only downside is it does not come with that really. Uh, everybody always talks about how awesome the, uh, the elite controller, like the pack it comes in. Like the, yeah, uh, it does not come with one of those, unfortunately. But it's uh, starts oh. at one fifty, can get up to two hundred ten dollars. Um, but also at the exact same time, they're kind of the big. I mean, the bigger news because it's like the first one uh, where the elite controller's been out for a long time. Uh, they announced PlayStation announced the DualSense Edge, which they revealed at the uh, what was that not Summer Game Fest? Like the Gamescom, the Gamescom one with Jeff Keighley. I can't remember what's yeah, called. Yeah, so I believe it was Games. Yeah. Uh, Games come at night. Whatever the fuck it was called. Anyways, um, it's coming out um, just January twenty sixth. You can you can start pre ordering them on uh, October twenty fifth. So next uh, Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday sounds right. Um, but it will be two hundred dollars. Uh, and then if you want replaceable sticks, it's twenty more dollars. Um, it. Yeah, so it comes with it comes with replaceable everything else. It comes with the pack like the the, uh-huh. the, the carrying case, everything like that. Um, yeah, it is uh, $200. I believe the base, um, the Xbox uh, Elite controller, I believe, was 180 when it launched, and now it's down to 150 And they put out the, the there's a newer version that just, that just came out that is, like, the cheaper version of the controller Elite 2. Uh-huh. That is 130 yeah. but it doesn't have, you can't swap the stuff out. Um, mm. So, yeah, so this is coming out. Uh, the DualSense Edge, as it's called, 200 bucks. Uh, I am not that guy, even though I say that I uh, I have three dual senses and I'm I'm getting my fourth one with my God of War one in a couple of weeks. So I have, in a sense, basically could have bought a dual sense edge and then an extra controller at this point. Um, I don't know. It was like I I know you have the elite controller too. You're very happy with it. Um, what is this? Okay. Just, what is this doing for you? All right, so with that Xbox Elite controller that uh, that I had initially gotten, I've had it for over two years. The swappable joysticks, the swappable like button like stuff, you know, the whole adjustments and everything and stuff. I love it. It's one of the best controllers I've ever had. Like barring the Nintendo Switch's Pro controller, the Wii U Pro controller and stuff, those controllers have consistencies where they count. It feels great in your hands. The buttons and stuff are very clickable and stuff. And regardless, after how many times you use them, they feel like they're quality controllers. With that Xbox Series controller that I've had ever since like 2020, I haven't had any type of issues with stick drifts, any type of issues with like uh, the buttons being clogged down, say with dirt or anything else like that. The rechargeable battery stuff lasts a hell of a long time, a lot longer than some of the current controllers that we got on the marketplace right now. My series controller went upwards to like about 40 hours on a single charge. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like the fucking Nintendo Switch's Pro Controller to where you plug it into that damn system and it will last like about anywhere between like that 35 to 40 hour range based upon how much you use in regards to its power or in terms of what setting you have something on. So with Xbox releasing this other version of the controller, which I have seen in stores, but I've 
I have no interest in buying another Elite Controller stuff because the current one I have is fantastic. But I'm curious to see, like Sony, with their DualSense Elite sort of controller that they got going right there. I think, personally, it's kind of crazy at you that they allow you like, to charge $20 extra just to have the swappable sticks. Yeah. I mean, that was something that was automatically included inside the Xbox One for their initial controller. I think that's stuff, what though. the what comes with the extra stuff, though. If you buy the if you buy the Elite accessory pack, um, that's what you have to you have to buy that to get the extra components with the controller for two hundred and ten dollars with Design Lab. So if you want all the extra, you want the whole kit and caboodle. Basically, the DualSense Edge is two twenty, the Elite controller, but the Design Lab is two ten. All right, so this is my recommendation for people. If you're interested in either one of these controllers, do not buy them at launch, and I'll tell you why. These type of controllers did have initial issues at launch in regards to the whole the button workings and stuff like that, especially the mapping stuff. The series controller especially. I've heard mixed things like off and on with those first initial batch controllers. You want to wait at least six months to possibly a year after these type of controllers launch because... You'll get the fine-tuning stuff out of the way and stuff with the companies and stuff. Plus, these controllers will be down in... They will definitely be down in price, like about a year later after their launch. And that's when you go through and invest in them. When I got my Xbox Elite controller, I got mine for roughly around... God, I want to say 150 to 180 It was around that range. Definitely worth the pickup. I have not had to replace my Xbox controller stuff once. And even though I'm still playing on the Xbox... 1S version of uh, the Microsoft systems and stuff, that controller feels like top-notch. I could use it on my Xbox, use it on my fucking computer if I feel like it, and I have from time to time. But uh, the fact remains is, you if you want a controller that's going to last for a hell of a long time without you having remotely even flirting with the idea, oh, hey, there's another controller right there. I want to go forth and spend another 50 or 60 or 70 or whatever the type of money in order to get that. You know, I should do that. But uh, it's going to be curious to see the quality of the build for the PlayStation 5 one. I am remotely curious and stuff to where it's like, I do not want to keep on buying a lot of these damn controllers and Mm. stuff. I've had that my PS5 for over a year now. My original DualSense is pretty much done (laughs) because it's like the stick drift stuff. I tried fixing that. I fucked that one up. I fully admit I still have the freaking corpse of that PS5 controller somewhere in my bathroom. And uh, (laughs) I have my purple one. I love the purple one. But I have the Ragnarok controller that's going to be coming Mm. in too. So I have these two that are going to be my main controller stuff. So I'm going to be waiting like another year after the stuff to personally try to invest in it. But I am definitely saying to you listeners, you can afford to wait on these controllers. They will go down in price eventually. But definitely wait and see what Sony does with yeah. theirs because just wait for they, this is their first initial, like, this is basically their first initial shot at a premium, like, PlayStation controller. Yeah. yeah for 200 bucks, that, better, that thing better fucking work really well. Um, mm-hmm. But, Gables, let's move on to what we've been playing. If you don't mind, I'm going to go first. Um, go ahead. Played a couple new games this week. Uh, I got, uh, well, Playtale's uh, Requiem came out. On Game Pass, mm-hmm. uh, Gables, what we call Game Pass, best deal in gaming. Goddamn right. And then I also I picked up uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, I bought the ninety dollars edition that comes with like the DLC and all that shit. So, um, yeah, can't wait for all the DLC. But uh, 
I don't want to start here. I'm going to start with Mario plus Rabbit Scables. Um, okay. I am about 10 hours in. Um, everybody, if you've been listening for a long time, Mario plus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle, my favorite game on the Switch. It was my number two game of 2017. Only behind Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I would I would argue that Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle was five games better in 2017 mm-hmm. than Breath of the Wild. Um, nothing. Okay, Gable's so immune to my Breath of the Wild shots. <laughs> at this point, doesn't react to him. Um, so, <sighs> Gable's what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, you're like. I, I like the fact you're about ten hours into it, man. It just amazes me. <laughs> I so well, my work changed our lunch period, so now we got work. We got to take our lunches, so I just sit. My, I have to sit in my truck for an hour, so I play. I've been playing this game on my, my lunch breaks. Um, I played some last night. I played a little bit this morning too. So, um, I like the game. I don't love the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a lot of changes. From the first game so kind of the first game um was that like you were like it was almost like a you're like you know like the, the the map on uh um like super mario world shit like that like the before you yes. go to the levels basically every level was you just walking uh on these maps and you just follow the path and instead of like going into a level you went to a battle and there was like a little side pass you can do, and you can like find some some secrets, find some like chests, and find some uh, unlockables, shit like that. Or you can find like you can just go, oh, what's over here on this left? Let's go left instead of just following this path here. This one now, it's more open areas. Uh, right. So I've beaten the first two worlds. Um, the first world is like a, a beach, and the second world is uh, like a like you're at like a like a snowy mountain, snowy area. Um, and now they're more open areas, rather than like. You're just like, and there's instead of like there's set battles, and then there's like little side battles you can do whether if you want to or not. In the first game, now there's like, um, it's kind of it's it's turned more into like a mini Ubisoft game. Oh, okay. Now there's like side quests, um, and it's kind of like the you can like get into random battles, but like you know the the enemies are on the screen and they'll chase you if they see you, or you can like you can go up and dash into them to start a battle if you want, um, uh. And they made a lot of changes to the gameplay itself where like in the game. So, you know, it's like a strategy game, obviously like that, like XCOM um, in the first game you got. So you got two action points. Everything you did took a, took a point. Uh, you can move X amount. And I take one. If you want to go f- walk further, it would take both action points. Um, and you know, then you couldn't attack or whatever like that. You can use things you can do work out um, this. Now you can move around freely uh, and that moving doesn't take up any action points. Um, you know, you can like hop on each other to go further or you can still dash into people and do damage and then come yeah. back. Uh, one of the big things they added was like, um, they added these characters called sparks, which obviously is in the title. Uh, but the sparks are basically rabbited star bits. Um, yeah. And they have like, they each, you, you like unlock and you find a new star, uh, these rab, uh, these, sorry, sparks as you go. And there's like, there's mainline ones you'll find. And there's also like side ones you can only get from doing side quests and stuff like that. Um, and each one has like a power up or like a boost, um, that you can do like, uh, and you can, you have to like use an action point in the game, in the battles to like, 
to initiate their abilities. So like some will like boost your attacks or will um, or will like people within like this area of the field like all your enemies will will take less damage for one turn or like one will like make your your person make one in, one of your teammates invisible or now they have fire power or water power or whatever stuff like that uh, and you can level them up with star bits. You like as you go, you defeat enemies. You can you, go, you travel on the map. You can find star bits, stuff like that. And then, or you can like actually like there's like a shop. You get coins. You can buy um, items. Like you can buy items that he- that will heal you. Uh, you can buy like pals that will do like damage to like area effects, uh, damage. Um, or there's like these rare candy, basically like from like Pokemon style stuff, where you can just like use and it'll just automatically make them go up a whole level. Uh, but it's obviously yeah. like in Pokemon, you want to wait till the very end of the game. Or at least tell you later in the game to start using those rare candies. I've got a few I found. Um, uh, they'll do that. Um, but some of my issues with this game, like the game, still is really good. Plays really well. I like the game. I like the, I like the strategy elements of it. I love the like trying to just calculate in my head how to do as much damage as possible. Um, the issue I have is in the first game, they like in each battle. The game was already it, so this game. It's just the problem is Spark Hopes. It's just so fucking easy. And the first game was also very easy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but what was cool about it was each individual battle had challenges to it. That was yeah. like, you didn't have to do them, but you could do them. And that was like, that was a fun for me where I would try. I like, I, I got, I think it was like, I can't remember how it worked out, but I, I hundred percented every single battle up until the final one. Oh. I, I couldn't hundred percent the final, oh, wow. yeah, the final battle against, I believe it was Bowser. Um, I, I, I didn't hundred percent that one, but like, I want like, it'd be like, uh, you know, every, every battle is different. Like where you can like, some of you are just trying to reach the other end of the map. Some of you are trying to defeat all the enemies. Some of you are just trying to defeat a certain amount of enemies. Um, but there was like different things where like, you know, get to that, get to the other end of the map in five turns or defeat, um, X amount of enemies in X amount of turns or win the battle without taking any damage or stuff like that. There's always these different challenges to it. And you would earn extra thing, extra points for doing it. Usually like, more coins or something like that um, for doing those things. Um, well, they don't have those now. So now I'm just doing the battles <laughs> and the battles are oh, fun. Okay. They're good, but it's just like, I'm just going with the motions at this point with some of these. And like, like I said, like now there's like, instead of just like, I can avoid certain battles I want to. Um, Cause it's just now the enemies are just walking around the field and I can just go around them or stuff like that. Well, it's like, well, part like it's, it's the, that, that Pokemon in me where it's like playing Pokemon games for so long. It's like, well, I want to battle everybody here. It's like, I want to battle all the trainers, you know, like I gotta, I gotta face these guys. And at a certain point, it's just like, why am I doing like, they're just like, I, I'm just like, I can easily beat them one turn. It's just like, like all these like random battles are just like the same versions over like the same field, the same exact enemies set in the exact same spot over and over again. Right. Uh, sorry, another strategy. Go ahead. The question I have for you is like when you do these random battles and stuff, do you earn experience after you, each of these battles? You do, but it's very, very small. Uh, and like if you do like the mainline ones, like you earn way yeah. more for it. Like I'm at the point where like I need like six, seven hundred experience points to go up a level. I'm like a level fit, I'm level sixteen now. Um, and doing these random battles will get you like thirty experience points. Okay. So I was like, why? So only thirty. Yeah, well you need so. six, seven hundred to level up. Um and with these sparks of hope, with these sparks that you add, because each each character can have two, so I have two abilities attached to us. And like some of these, like I've worked out where it's like, okay, as soon as the battle starts, um, I have Mario carries this one. I load it up to like, all right, so everybody, like as soon as I start up, 
boom, this turn, everybody gets does 40% more damage with all their attacks. Right. So then I go in, I just fuck everybody up, do as much damage as I can right at the beginning. 90% of the time, I beat everybody in the first move, um, and that first turn before they even get a chance to attack. Uh, and then if I don't, I have one of my characters has uh, a move where everybody in the area, all my all my teammates, boom, I, I do his I do his spark move where he takes everybody takes 50% less damage. So I take very little damage. All right, survive that, no problem. There's only like one or two characters left. Take them out, game over. And like I just did one. Uh, and so on top of that is the 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 the, the enemies have just become very generic. Where you're no longer okay. like the first boss you fight in the first game is a rabid Donkey Kong, and it's a very yeah. fun, different boss battle. Uh, he's like the he's like he's got this big, huge like he's got the what's the fucking giant stone thing is called? Like a thwomp. Thwomp. Yes. Here's the thwomp on his back, and he could fucking like fuck you up if you get too close to him, or if he gets too close to you. Um, and like it was just all kinds of cool shit like that, or like all the ba- the boss battles were fucking awesome. And they build them up. Like one of the boss battles was a was a opera singing ghost, a rabbit ghost, and it was fucking incredible. One of the coolest boss fights I've ever seen. Remember Justin and I when we when we talked about that game? Like we just raved about that boss fight. And like he would just like go the cutscene going into it, he just sang a whole fucking opera song. And then in between the turns, he would just continue to sing opera. It was fucking incredible. <laughs> and this is just like you're just fighting like you're fighting this like I can't remember the name of like the 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 main baddie in this, but like, like it's called the dark mess is what the stuff like these weird blobs that are like kind of like in each planet, like are like kind of ruining like the, the world you're in. And you got to de- defeat all these blobs that are like covering up things that opens up, opens up new areas to go down. And it's just like these generic like, eyeball blobs. And you just got to defeat them over and over again. And like the first one, like you just had to defeat, like you just had to shoot the eyes on all the blob. Like there was like 10. So you just had to go around, defeat the enemies while you're trying to do it, survive, take them all out, boom, done. Second one, a little more interesting, I guess, but um, we had fought like this ghost rabbit thing called Midnight. It was kind of cool, but I, I, you had a, there was three different stages, all three stages, I beat it in the first turn. Yeah. Beat it in the first fucking turn. So it's like, this one's talking about where it's like, if you're, like I understand like Pokemon, it's baby's first RPG. And this is like baby's first strategic game. I get it. But I just wish that they at least still have the challenge modes, the challenging stuff in there. So like, like it would make me like work and be a little more strategic or like, even if it wasn't like the mind, like even in the first game, it really wasn't necessary. Like it wasn't the, the value of doing these things wasn't a lot, but yeah. it's like the, like, okay, well the ego in me is like, well, okay, fuck, I'm going to get that. Okay. I'll fucking get that. And like, I'd restart the fucking, I do the battles over again. The first game to do, to make sure if I didn't get a challenge before I move on and continue, continue to play the game um so yeah and oh man so yeah so the initial thing that you had issues with with this game is like one they took out the challenges that they were present inside the first game yeah. two that there is a lot more generic enemies you that you're facing the same off as three four enemies the first over game where you've cited the first boss from the first game and stuff the rabbit donkey kong as opposed to the first boss in this game which is something a little bit more generic, generic this and that and stuff and on top of that this game feels like it was incredibly easier you yeah. think than the first well, game the the battling isn't necessarily easier that just takes out the challenge modes like i said it would give okay. you the optional challenges to like all you gotta do to you can just beat them and move on but to me it was like 
Oh, oh fuck. Okay, beat him in less than five turns. All right, I think I can do that. Um, and like I said, I'm just running through people, and it's just like, I stop. I don't know. Like the gameplay is still fun. It's still good. It's just like, like I said, though, like I don't want to. I don't want to do these. Like I don't want to do these random battles. But you kind of have to because you got to level up. It's like, so... and, and then and these random battles are like I said, they're the exact same battles over and over again. Everybody, you're the exact same field. Everybody, they're the enemies, the exact same enemies, put in the exact same spot. So I already know the strategy to take them all out as as efficiently as possible. It's just doing things as efficiently as possible. That's all I'm doing. Not doing it for fun. Not doing it because I'm entertained. I'm just doing it because I have to. It's like it's not like I understand every game. Like a lot of games have grinding, but like a lot of games at least make it fun to grind. And this is not. It's not doing that. There's like side quests you can do. That will have the like obviously that like it's grinding and I know that I'm not stupid to that but like you know, just adding a little bit to it give me a little story you know it's like porn you know I, I give me a little bit of story so I know why they're fucking you know like <laughs> I I, I I'm not, in the end I'm just watching it so that I can see two people fuck but sometimes more uh but and this like <laughs> I don't know I lost my point there but uh anyways <laughs> Sorry. my question to you before you went onto that tangent was. You can change your difficulties, correct? Or is it just a set difficulty? Uh, I believe, yeah, you can. It's I, I could, I guess, I could raise the difficulty. Yes. Um, I guess I could. Do so that. I'm on normal you, though. Okay, you're on normal. Mm. So basically, what you could have done from the get go is possibly put it on like a harder difficulty and stuff. I Maybe will try that. that. Would have some of that. Yeah. Try that. But it's just more. Initially. Yeah, it's just more. I just don't want to do the random battles because it's just kind of like. Well, yeah, I understand. But I have to. But it's, stuff, yeah. but the game oh, forces you to do that. Don't press, Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't mind grinding. I just like make it different. You know, you know. Right. Like right. I, I just like okay. Well, we have these two rabbits over here. Uh, these two fucking bigger rabbits over here that do more damage. All right, cool. Well, all right, I'm gonna have uh, rabbit Peach jump off his off, off my head. It's like even if I make it more difficult, I already know the fucking strategy. It's like I already know it. Right. So it's like that's not the problem. Like we will help with like the like the boss battles, yeah, of course. But like, that's a very small part of the game. So yeah, I will I will definitely put it up on a hard difficulty. But it's like I'm playing on normal. I don't know. It's just yeah, I don't know. But on top of that, cables. On top of that, there is so much fucking loading in this game. Oh yeah, so much loading. And I'm not. I don't mean they're like 10, 20, 30 seconds. This isn't Fallout Four bad. Don't get me wrong. But everything needs to load. And it's like, I mean, okay. it's like three, four seconds here. I'm talking, um, but click on your map, load screen, switch over to your skill tree, load screen, switch over to your sparks, load screen, go back to the game, load screen, look at side quests, load screen, switch back over one page over load screen, uh, fucking every little thing switch. Sometimes even switching from like you end your turn to then switch to the enemy's turn. It freezes to load. I, I, I love that. It. Sounds like hardware. I I I know. I'm not blaming. This is not me blaming the game. I'm not blaming the girl. There's frame rate issues, like a motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Even in cutscenes, the frames drop. Anytime, like something pops ah. up on the screen, like, they, like you know, like boom, a new quest you just found pops up, or coins. Too many coins come on the screen. And star bits come on the screen. Frames drop, and it's uh, it's it's not. This is not a fast pace. This is not Mario Odyssey or anything like that. I don't need this to be 60 frames per second, but it's just like, right, it, it is, right, it, right, this right. is, like, I'm just walking around an um, open world. Um, but my God, the, I, I, and this is not me bagging on the, on the Nintendo switch. This is me. 
I had the same feeling with the PS4 Pro. I had the same feeling with the Xbox 360 Elite. Was that the one called was the Elite? Was that the later one that we had? Um, yeah, yeah. The black one. Um, I just, just give me, I, I will pay the money. Just get me a new fucking more powerful. Give me a Switch Pro. I don't need a Switch 2. Give me a fucking Switch Pro. Uh, God damn it. Because it is, it's just adding to it. The, my frustration. Not, I'm not, fr- I'm not frustrated with this game. Uh, but it's just like, it's just sucking more fun out of the game for the, for me. Where I'm just saying like every, like, all right, well, fuck, I want God damn it! I need to go two screens over. Click. Well, that's load, the thing. We're load. so swelled with like how seamless and smooth some of the gaming content we play on are yeah. in regards to like say other consoles, including some other first-party games on the Switch itself. To where now we're at that point and stuff. To where even with some of the first-party and third-party games like this one, seeing how notably flawed the hardware is is so much more apparent, yeah. and it it can be remedied if. For fuck's sake, Nintendo comes out with a more powerful fucking system. I don't even care if I'm playing the Switch for another five years. Give me a better upgraded model of the damn thing yeah. so that way we can avoid issues like stuttering, frame rate drops, like freaking things like loading in and stuff. That should not even be an issue on a cartridge based game yeah. loading. I, I'm playing this digitally. I bought it digitally. So, um, uh, and like, look, I was there playing Gears of War 3 at the end of the 360 era. I remember going like, man, I'm just ducking under a lot of fences here for some reason. Oh, that's loading. Okay, Final Fantasy VII remake. Man, I'm just, I'm just like crawling uh, unnecessarily through a lot of things or like shimmering through these fences a lot. Well, that's weird. That's covering load that's screens. That's screens. Yes, I was there for that. It was fucking <laughs> annoying. I hated it. And here we are with the Switch, the exact same thing. So, um, yeah, like I'm still like, look, I'm, it's. I still like there's a lot of charm to it. Uh, and like I said, the, the easiness of it is definitely an issue, but more so than anything, it's just the lack of different enemies. And man, they just fucking nailed it so well with Kingdom Battle. Like I said, like all these really awesome, they built up these boss fights. And it's like there, there's no build to these boss fights. Um, the boss fights that we do have, they're just nothing. Um, even like there's no, there's no like that mini boss stuff that was really cool in the first game. Um, I don't know. It just it feels like they kind of made a mini Ubisoft game, um, which might not be a bad thing, but it's, I don't know. It's, I'd rather just have more of what builds upon Kingdom Battles instead of, and you know, like kind of go up from there instead of like, oh, cool. Well, we're going well, to make Mario plus Rabbids Ubisoft. Um, but uh, they are the game I played. Plague Tale Requiem. I am not super long into this game. I'm only a f- two and a half hours in. I'm on chapter three now. Uh, I love Plague Tale um, uh, Innocence. Yes, Innocence. Um, yeah. I played that last year for the first time. Um, really good game. Definitely, like, need to do a lot to, with the, the combat stuff. Uh, but I like the story. I love loved the the builds with, like, uh, Amicia and, and Hugo. Um, and this kind of building upon it. They've definitely done, like I said, I'm early on. But I haven't got really into, like, I haven't even got, like, really into the air. Like, the... I'm still like building up the, like what the story of this game is. Um, but um, I like it so far what they've done with like the stealth is better. The like the combat is a little bit better. This is still a stealth based game, but um, defending yourself if you get caught is cool. Like you can like now you can like, you, right. like you can get, like, you can find knives throughout the world and you can like, if you get caught and they run up to you, you can still like, you can use a knife one time and it'll like 
it'll kill them, and you can you, know, you can run away and you know the first game if you got caught you're previously just kind of fucked. Um, I love this game. I'm playing on my Series S, and I'm not, this is not like top tier. Like I, I imagine if I had an X, it'd be wow. But like I am blown away how well this thing looks on my Series S. Blown away by how well it looks and it's running on my Series S. Um, but yeah, like so far I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's starting off way better in the first game. The first 10 minutes, the rats ate your fucking dog. Uh, that did not happen in this game. Uh, so I like that. Uh, I, I like where the story is going. I think they made a really good story you know, with this one being like the 1400s. Um, and with the, with the, with the uh, was it Black Plague? Is that what that's called? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Um, we'll go with that. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, like I said, I am only a couple hours in. But Gables, I'm feeling like I'm on... I might be building them on pawn like a game of the year contender right here. Cause that's gotten those, okay. it's got those vibes. That's kind of like early impressions. Obviously anything can happen. Like, Hey, anything can happen here with Mario plus rabbit sparks. So I'd come back next week and be like, Hey, I'm fucking dumbass, which I am a dumbass. I'm wrong. Uh, but I could be like, Hey, I was wrong. It got, it got, it got better in the end. I'm only, I beat the first two worlds. There's five. Apparently, um, you know, I'm only, I'm only three chapter. I'm only on chapter three of Plague Tale Requiem. I believe there's like 17. Um, uh, I could be totally wrong. But so far, I am incredibly happy uh, uh, with Plague Tale Requiem, uh, and I'm I'm whelmed by Sparks of Hope. What about you, Gills? We've been playing. Well, I had been playing a couple of things to get it out of the way first. Yes, I had been playing a little bit more of Destiny Two. That's because I've been playing with some friends to tackle the dungeon that uh, is a part of this Witch Queen expansion stuff. It's called Duality, and this Duality dungeon is separated into a couple different parts. Right, platforming main room boss battle type of thing platforming a main room kind of boss battle thing and then like platforming again and then my final boss sort of thing the thing about this one that's kind of interesting is like uh inside of like the main like rooms we have these main battles and stuff you gotta switch on and off these little like gauges right you have to shoot these little gauges and these bells they're called and it transfers you from like the regular like kind of dimension that you're at and also inside of like a nightmare realm sort of dimension to where you can go forth and collect certain things to match certain like puzzle stuff inside of like the particular rooms that you're at. But at the same time, the only way you can get like certain things done is you have to do this stuff. But uh, sorry about that. My dog is going a little bit off going right at this moment. <laughs> but uh, just I'm at the pauses for a little moment stuff. So, Tyler. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll talk. <sighs> Anyways. I still recommend. I, like, if you haven't played Innocence, I highly recommend it. I don't want to spoil it. It's hard to talk about because, like, I want to talk a little bit more. But I, I it's on Game Pass. Um, I highly recommend it. It's like, it's kind of like if Last of Us, if they put it in the 1400s, and not right, Gables had to walk away. All right, but like, it's kind of like Last of Us, you know. But they put it in the 1400s, and like, instead of like, but and like, um, you play as he played as a, a a girl and her little brother, and her little brother could control rats. Uh, it's fucking wild. You can do, you can just murder a lot of people. Um, but so far, I'm, I'm, oh man, I'm loving what they're doing so far with the story in this. And I don't like, I said, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, I think uh, play something is, is really good. And I think like the story, the story really well. Not like, not still not saying top tier game of the year, like greatest story of all time type of story. But I'm like, I mean, it could be game of the year. This one could be, but first one maybe not. This one like first one very solid eight out of ten. This one getting vibes like this could be like i said game of the year contender um i love what to do with the media here like they're kind of dealing with like 
you know, like killing and death, stuff like that. And like something I forgot to mention was that uh like you have like a skill tree, but from what it looks like here, is you, you don't like you don't get earn like get like skill points. You can put those sort of things. You get skills based off of how you deal with situations. So if you kill a lot of people, you get more skill tree skill points for unlock abilities for like skills for like uh for aggressiveness. And if you do a really good job at stealth, you get more skills unlocked from from uh being stealthy. So that's pretty cool. That's interesting. Gibbles continue on. Okay. <laughs> just wanna let everyone just wanna let everyone know things are going okay on my end and stuff like that. I had to come someone, out of my room. Someone almost escaped one of the bodies. Somebody put him back. Oh no! I had to come out of my room because my mom was telling me, "Like, oh, there's a light in the middle of my screen. I don't know why. It went black and it just went in the middle." And I just go over there, and then all of a sudden, I look at the screen. I turn it on to a different channel. You know, flip the channels. Like, you had it on split screen. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously, it went through and fixed that for her and stuff, and came back in. But what I was saying is this duality dungeon, it's fairly difficult. It's split off into segmented sections, like I stated. But there's a theme to it to where you have to match corresponding symbols in like particular rooms, like, say, chalice, war beast, axes, and like sun. Those are the four symbols you got to match certain things. But the way the, uh, the way the dungeon has you go through and mix and match things... It could be kind of interesting. And like I delved in what I touched upon initially, you have to shoot this bell, right? It actually opens or closes and stuff. But that's how you transverse through some of these rooms in the platforming section and also inside the battle stuff as well. The first time you do that, you have to defeat these particular number amount of guardians that are protecting this room, right? And so you do that inside this chaos, this chaotic sort of realm in order to collect these sort of thing of essences right and so when you collect them and you have to race all the way back to the particular bell that's been cleared off by your teammates because they have to clear out these bell ringers right or these bell protectors or guardians or whatsoever so you have to kill them in order to get clearance to be at this particular bell to war back to the other dimension in order to like place them upon certain parts of uh, the stage matching their symbol so Going through all that stuff, yeah, it was definitely kind of jarring at first because I had to go forth and adjust on the fly of, oh, okay, there's these different time frames. Okay, I have to have my teammates go and uh, clear out the things while I'm going and, like, getting these rooms cleared out and all these symbol stuff. I was having a hell of a hard time doing that because when the first time I did it, I did not have the right setup that I wanted for my weapons and my armor. And it just kind of, like, went downhill for some portions of it. But the first time I went into that dungeon and stuff with my teammates, we eventually got to the final battle of that dungeon. So that was pretty cool. We have not cleared it yet. <laughs> it's that difficult to where we need literally like about three or four people knowing exactly what they're doing in order to clear this stuff. And the last time I tried it, I think it was like around Tuesday night or like Wednesday night or something with a couple other friends. And uh, we got farther in it. We went to the damage state for that... Uh, the enemy of this dungeon called Keitel and stuff and how he has all his like uh stuff going through you had to literally shoot these like these uh rockets around this room is structured to where it looks like a gigantic belfry type of thing to where you have to shoot like the the pillars and stuff like that in order to 
get him going to like uh, running towards you and stuff. He's has his overshield, right? And you have to lead him to one of the bells that you have to shoot. It stuns him. And that's how you go through and do certain damage phase stuff to him. He is so tanky. It literally will take us like about four or five different attempts just to go and get him like halfway sometimes. So it's not so much. It's not so much difficulty as it is just endurance and the damn dudes like a fucking bullet sponge. So trying to do that stuff is kind of all over the place. Destiny 2 as it's like it's Halloween stuff. It's festival going on right now, too. So I did a little bit of that. You're basically going in different type of haunted sectors. They're calling it. You have to uh, collect candy and all this other stuff in order to advance certain missions and complete certain like uh, stuff in regards to that. You get specific items or weapons or armor based upon the season in general. And then uh, like during the haunted sections and stuff, you get to wait inside of like a circle and stuff. You summon these sort of monsters and they are like flaming like pumpkin heads. (laughs) So those are pretty fun to try to take out. But uh, other than that, I had played more of God of War. I did play a little bit more of God of War. I'm to the point where I've met the uh, I met the dude that works on your armor and your yep. weapons for the first time. Um, Brock and Sindri? Yeah. You met one of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I met one of them. I've met one of them. met the first one. So the kind of the mouthy older brother. Mm-hmm. So Brock. I've met uh, him and stuff. Yeah, maybe Brock. He's, he's pretty cool. Uh, Honestly, yeah. I do like him and stuff in regards to what he does and like the dynamic between him and Kratos are kind of funny. But uh, Is he, he's the one with the bull yeah. that, that was... That's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's the one with the bull, yeah. the blue guy with the bull. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the combat is growing on me. Definitely, the combat is growing on me, dude. Gro- I mean, the fucking. Have you thrown the axe yet? Yes, I am throwing. Okay. The axe. Well, you should immediately. That's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. The, as soon as you throw <laughs> the the axe and it comes back to you, it's grown on you. Done. Absolutely. That's the way I'm defeating a lot of these. These uh, so you defeat everybody. Or take your enemies. Yes, that's how I'm taking out everybody. I'm tossing the damn axe. I'm repelling it up, and it literally chips away like almost half their damage that's every so time good. I do it. Oh, it's growing on you. I'm at the point where I've now upgraded. You're growing on me, Gables. He's he's more. <laughs> I've uh, literally upgraded Kratos now. He's a bit more stronger now with his axe mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've done that in first initial things to level up to the skill tree stuff. Yeah. And uh, I've gone through a couple of different portions already to where I faced off against that one of these these giant freaking behemoths that have these freaking stone pillars. That oh, go yeah. Through and, like, the, they toss them at yep. you and this and that. The trolls. I'm enjoying that aspect stuff. But let's see. I Now with the point where I'm like, what, three or four hours in to the game and stuff, I am definitely, <laughs> I am definitely enjoying what I've been playing. And like I've stated before, this is most likely going to be one of those games that I'm going to be chipping away at probably during Extra Life as well. Because oh, I God. want to get... Can't wait to be here for that. I want... <laughs> well, Tyler, dude, I have literally like three or four games that are installed and all of them are like... Well, actually, most of them are games that you have played through, but I have not had a chance to go through and beat. God of War is one. Horizon Zero Dawn is another. Oh. And like Final Fantasy VII Remake is All the third one. All my favorite games! <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man, I have them installed and I did not want to delete them off my fucking PS5. Hence why I have the NVMe <laughs> now. But, uh, yeah, I'm chipping away at this shit. 
I'm enjoying what I'm playing. I want my goal is to have this game beaten before Ragnarok comes out. Three because weeks. That is that's why I wanted to do that. Mm. But uh, yeah, I played through some of that. I am going to be playing more of that really soon. Fucking better. I want, I want a report every week <laughs> until it's done. <laughs> oh, let's see what else I had. I have been playing this week. <clears throat> What's kind of hilarious. You've I done. You literally just talked about three of my game of the years of the last five years <laughs> that you haven't even played. <laughs> you just, you just had them installed. Oh, uh, it's interesting. The amount of backlog stuff that I generally tackle. It pisses me but, off. Uh, <laughs> and like, uh, I've only done little bits of like, say cuphead last night. And that's about it. And that's defeating one of the bosses. That's the fucking cupcake lady. That's like bon bon stuff that switches between that. Like a literally look at Pac-Man, son of a gun, like a freaking running around like gumball machine and all those other shit. So cuphead's cuphead. I love playing that game. It's definitely a harder style of old school platformer, but it's definitely still one of the things I love to chip away at. But yeah, that's all I've been playing this week. I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> I can't believe we're getting the podcast like that. <sighs> Damn it. Anyways, um, if you want to be pissed off at Gables like me, please comment, uh, like, follow, subscribe, comment on the podcast. Tell them how pissed off you are. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. I feel like I said, if you want, to, if you want more of this, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, tell Gables fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, follow us. Spotify, App Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, all the fun jazz. Look in the show description down below. Find us down there. Hit that thumbs. You no, know don't hit that thumbs up. I don't want you to hit that thumbs up because that'll make Gables too fucking happy because it's on his junk. I don't want Gables to be happy until he. I don't want him to feel happiness until he beats God of War 2018. Once he beats 20, God of War 2018, then he'll allow him to be happy. Then you come back. Then you hit that thumbs up button. Till then, I'll laugh. I say nay. Um, I was supposed to tell and I have been Colonel Gables. Hopefully, I do not have angry PMs inside of my PSN profile or anything else. Oh, I'm already. I'm, I'm going to send it to you right now. Well, I, I'm pretty sure you will. But at the same point, guys, thank you very much for listening to us. And most importantly of all, have yourself a fun time, play some fun games, and thank you once again for listening to the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. I'm I'm literally sending you a message on 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 a PSN right now. It says, fuck you. All right. <laughs> Love you guys. See ya. It's bullshit.